can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. I am Raz, and I am here with the team as it stands right now with uh, Faye and Catherine and Ella and Jack. And somewhere out there, Danforth. Um, But we don't know where he is. Well, the cast doesn't know, but I know. And I think Mueller knows. So we'll. I suspect foul play. (laughs) So let's just... There's we'll going to be gonna let that, in this episode. We'll just let that hang out there. So when we last left the, uh, the our intrepid adventurers, they had been grabbed, cornered. Jack had uh, shrapnel pulled out of him. He'd been blown up a little bit, but no worse for the wear. He's got a limp, but he's okay. They, they've got bandages on the right on the appropriate parts. Thankfully, nothing major got hit. Mostly it was con- like just the concussive sound of it was really the worst part. Uh, Ella's got a small gash in the back of her skull and a, <clears throat> a what we're like to refer to as a I don't want to say a Don Cheadle slap. What who what what slap did we just did we say that was? It was what is Sean a Don Connery. Slap? Oh, it's Sean Connery. Slap. Yeah. The slap that was heard across the ages. The Sean Connery. Sometimes you just have to give a woman a smack. Right. That's that slap because Ella just scared the hell out of one of the Don, one of the Germans and he hit her. Um, yes, Catherine, you wanted to. What? Where did you get Don Cheadle from? Sean Connery, Sean Don Cheadle. Con- they're similar. <laughs> Same height. So right. okay. the is very close. Right. Um Don't bring Don Cheadle into this. <laughs> the uh right now we're on board a pre-World War II, 1933, obviously, uh U-boat, which would have been sort of one of the last phases, like a Mark III or IV, uh just before World War II, you know, that production line came out. This one is called the the Geisterjäger. Uh, you can look that up, what that means. I believe we've already determined the cast knows that. And they are incredibly small. So a, a, a submarine of this size, a U-boat, never had more than about 45 people for for the crew. Um, this one's actually slightly less. This one's got about 38, uh, knowing it had to take on other passengers. It is a single passageway from keel to stern. Um it has a secondary level that goes down to where the battery packs are that run the, the propellers when you're uh, not able to run the diesel, which is usually underwater. They have battery backup. There is, uh, it's, it's other than that, it is claustrophobia unbelievably. Um, you're talking about maybe 10, 15 bunks for the enlisted men, and they're hot bunking all the time. If someone's in it, someone's working, or someone's up. And then you just rotate in. So the next guy goes in for eight hours and he doesn't come out. Unless there is an alarm on these things, you are pretty much just stuck where you are. Because there's just not enough space in these things. Uh, they carry 12 torpedoes. They're like 18 and a half feet long each. They're massive. Um, it is just, it is really one of the most wild things to see that men, that mankind thought this was a great idea. Uh, so no rec room, no Catherine. Um, there's no luncheonette. Uh, no place to get a coffee. There's no Starbucks. So, yeah. But that's where we're going to pick Ooh. up. Best so, of all is a broom closet. Yeah, broom closet. Yeah. Um, one head, the whole smelly thing. Too. Very one bathroom in the whole thing for 
38 men and, well, 39 men and three women. So that's, yeah. Comfort women? Hmm? No, the, the women you're traveling oh, oh, with. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant on the crew. I thought you meant the crew. Not Comfort us. women. Comfort women. Amanda, somewhere I know that when you finally catch up and hear this episode, your thoughts of Jack just got even better. The comfort women. I Can love someone this please part. show me to the comfort women? <laughs> Do you have a lay, a lay down room? Uh, no, no, for partner. This is an Operation Petticoat. Excuse you. Yeah. Or black sails. The, um, all right, so that's where we picked up. So you have been brought down. If you have any idea that your character has claustrophobia, which... We don't really have that on there yet. Uh, maladies, we don't really track that way. We track kind of what's going on. Yes, Ella? Remember Ella was stuck in a yes. cave? Ella, would, you may know. have some problems with it. Um, yeah. We were going to we were gonna get into that, but that's okay. Well, we can do it here. <laughs> can we sedate her? I don't know if you want to yet, but you Catherine, may have to. Catherine, juice me. You may have to eventually. You're brought down through the... the um, the command tower. So this is where the captain and the rest of the the, the lookouts would use, you know, would be able to scope out and see what's going on. They they use binoculars for long, better range during the daytime. At night, it's pretty much they either run submerged or they run above above ground, you know, above water. Uh, you're taken onto the ship. You're brought in. Everything is a sharp edge. Nothing is child safety proof. Every it's you know it's a lot of water around you and a lot of electricity. It's just, it's unbelievable, like, this the type of designs these things had. You're brought down, the captain greets you, and he's, you know, he says, welcome aboard. He gives you the whole spiel. Um, he says, uh, his name is Eric Schultz, right? And he says, welcome aboard the Geisterjäger. Um, our friend, our mutual friend, is in the back waiting to speak with you. I'll have you brought right away. Please understand that there are certain things that you must be aware of if an alarm is sounded. Um, you are not you are not crew, so I would say get to a bunk and stay there unless you are re- told to make your way to a certain part of the ship. Um, it is vitally important to keep the alleyways clear when we are having when we are in some sort of any type of potential situation. I don't foresee one. Um, we haven't had one on this boat, you know. There has been no need for it, but you are underwater, and it, it can you know things can happen. So please. Uh, Again, if general alarm is sounded, make your way as quickly as possible. Get off out of the grant. The, you know, the, they call it the through fair of the main street. Just get out of that area and make your way to the bunks and then stay there until you are requested to come forward or aft. Takes you down and the guards bring you in. Every, you know, they, the system in the, in the control room is a little bit not what you anticipated. So we have a modern idea of what a submarine should look like. What you were not prepared for is the 11-year-old boy who is strapped to a very, very evil-looking table. And by I mean strapped, I mean ch- strapped. Um, there are sev- His head is shaved. There are diodes to the side of his face, uh, patches to the side of his face with electrical lines going off, a diode into his skull that looks like it's been surgically implanted. And he is on this table, and his eyes are just flittering, as if, uh, like when your lids, when your eyes are shut, but your, you know, you're doing REM, and you you can see that the eyes are fluttering underneath, but his are open. And, you know, Schultz sees you look over, and he says, "Ah, yes, I see you have already uh, 
glanced upon Johan. Johan is uh, an exceptional young boy. Obergruppen Führer Müller found that certain people born with magical skills, dark art skills, could be used to affect the elements. Johan is capable of doing great things underwater. So he is here helping us navigate because the way in is treacherous. If it was not for the Vril giving us this information, we would not even know that this causeway underneath Patagonia even existed. So Johan is going to be our guide. Isn't that right, Johan? That's good. Good boy. Has he eaten? Yaha, Capitan. Excellent. This way, please, folks. This way. Catherine, it's, it's diabolical. Um, you've seen mental patients. You've seen things that can kind of track brain waves and stuff. This is, he is tied directly in to this box with these diodes and gauges that you've never seen anything like it, but he's directly tied into it, like hardwired coming off his brain. Um, it's pretty fucking sinister looking. Could I get him out? With all the Germans standing there? I'm not talking about right now. You would... Would I kill him if I took it out of him? You would have to take... No, you'd have to make a medical... You'd have to be on looking okay. at him for no. several minutes mm. to know exactly how much... If, would there be feedback? Is he... You don't... Yeah, you don't know. I mean, anybody could get him out. You just pull all the wires, but that might uh, kill him. Yeah. And not all of them... Understand, not all of them, not all of them are subdermal, right? But the one big one that has like this glass shoot coming off of it and then copper lines that go out and heavy gauge wire. That one looks like it's been drilled into his head. Um, I will linger back and I want to look at that thing. Is it trepidation or like, is it, how is it in his head? Go ahead and Did, give me a uh, give me a spot hidden. Okay. I uh, don't know if that did it. Yes, it did. Regular. You underneath this glass, this white glass, what looks to be like something that would be anti-conductive, right? So you could probably put your hand on it. It's mm-hmm. meant to be safe because glass is non-conductive, right? Yeah. Underneath, though, like. Where it meets the skin, it looks like you can see a screw. So it looks like it, a hole is there, or and they put had something like female, and then they screwed this diode in with the wire to the ship, to the U-boat. So it's screwed in. So this isn't a pop and pull. It's a... Oh, so he has an implant. There's like an implant. Something was implanted, and they mm. screwed this piece to meet up with the submarine. Great. Yeah. So that you hear them take the bulkhead up top. They lock it, right? They lock the overhead. Mm-hmm. All clear on the bridge. All clear. Make a depth 40 meters. Aye, Captain. 40 meters. Down 10 on the bow, five on the stern. And you just, the ship starts to take a slight angle. Very gentle though, right? 10 degrees, you can, you feel it, but it's not going to shake anything over. And you just hear Johan, 10 and five. And the, you, you feel propulsion start to kick in. And they're and he's like, Miss Ross, are you coming? Johan, can you can you hear me? 
ten, and five. I put my hand near his hand. Can you move? He doesn't say anything. Fuck. I say hello in German. Okay. A guard looks at you and says, Rouse! Go! He did just tell you this kid was going to navigate dangerous areas. Like, you I'm may not, not want to... Say- I'm not saying right now. <laughs> okay. I'm saying that when we leave, hmm. if we leave, or if right. the situation doesn't look good anyway... Hmm. I can't just leave him here. It's horrible. It's it's terrifying, but it's... the option is not having a navigator who can do what he's doing. He obviously has gifts. I mean, somehow he's going to help guide the machines underwater. I mean, it, it Mueller may explain Mueller may explain more of what's going on. Like you may be able to explain what 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 the hell is that thing all about? Like Yeah, I'll I, I think you're preemptively, yeah. Yeah, I'll like, begrudgingly would... go and, you know. All right, yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not just going to be like, oh, yeah, kid, submarine, brain, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for, like, the Hong Kong food. Shah! Just hit the diode and run, <laughs> and the whole sub just starts <laughs> capitating. No! <laughs> we end this fucker tonight for freedom! <laughs> like, okay, good, there you go, sub goes down. Um, all right, so, yeah, you're brought back to... What is known as the officer's mess. Still on the center aisle. One seat at the head. Two on the right. One at at the foot. Makes up four people's positions. Anybody else at the table, which could fit two more, are in the main alleyway. (laughs) So every time someone comes, you have to stand and move to let them pass. It's that tight. And this is the officer's mess. The sailors, the regular seamen who are off duty and eating, are eating in their bunk. There is no tables to sit at. That's how t- you literally sit there, like all hunched over, just eating your soup or whatever they're giving you. And then there are bananas hanging off of wires and things where they do, like it doesn't look like it doesn't belong. Um, a prosciutto ham hanging off the, the bathroom door on the outside, like I, off of a hook. I hate these people. They have a young boy fucking hooked up to run their damn submarine, and they're dining on Parma ham? I, they're I not thinking, savages, Catherine. I thinking you hated them because of the ham. Right. <laughs> Is that Parma ham? Have you no dignity? It's the pursuit that's doing it for you. It's, it's everything. Until that moment, I just saw this as a really bad situation. Now? I was fine until the ah, pursuit. Bring out the charcuterie. Let's all have a soiree. Fuck you. As you arrive, though, sitting at the head of the table doing paperwork, big gash on his chin, stern look, well dressed. <laughs> he black. looks up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In black. Well, I mean, it's nighttime. <laughs> so he's like, ah, forgive me if I don't stand. Miss Ross, Miss Walcott, please. Faye. Good to see you again. For the first time, though. <laughs> yeah. I heard you got a promotion. Congratulations. You're too kind. Mr. Cavendish, as well. Why aren't you standing up? Something wrong with your legs? No, it's very tight here, and you are in the aisle. If you'd like to take a seat, I could make my, my presentations properly, but tea, please. Any 
one for anything besides tea. Mr. Cavendish, I believe that you like to imbibe a little. Would you like something a little stiffer? Schnapps? No, I, I think I'm fine just with my cigarette. Ah, please. In this table, smoking is safe. Up by Johan, I would not recommend it in the bridge. But we will go over that. It's really not a place we should expect to see much of you anyway. We'd prefer you from midships to aft, but... Yeah, let's everybody sit. Is everybody sitting? No. Is Kayla... Kayla's not... Okay. Well, you hear... Hold on. And you see somebody trying to get through a mechanic with grease all over him. He's like, excuse me. And he's looking at you like, I don't think you understand. You've got to sit or you're just going to keep being in everybody's way. Like, they got to move. It's a, su- it's a working sub. I will start the sitting train. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody with some, de- some de- common sense. We're not really going to have much of a choice. I mean, I'm six foot or six foot one, something like that. So, Oh, you're perfect for this, this type of other I'm going to have to, like, sit down because it, I'm going to be tilted a little bit. Oh, all the time. The bunk isn't even going to fit you. The yeah. buxom woman will not sit. Let them be inconvenienced. Did you hear what he called you, Ella? The buxom <laughs> woman. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> you're not she sitting. Would for me now be the buxom one. <laughs> I meant myself. <laughs> nope. She's not sitting. She's just looking Mueller dead in the eye. She's that short? Well, he's... Miss Walcott, Miss Ross, this is only going to be difficult to get every th- this conversation started if you keep standing. You hear, make way! Someone's moving through with, a, you know, a big wrench and a bucket of grease. They're like, move, move! And you're, they're just bumping into you. Um, the cook comes by. He's trying to get by with the tea. You are literally... The, your human instinct is not to stand... <laughs> In the middle of the street, as traffic cars are just ripping past. That's Look, all it is. It's like one, a one with companionway, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very. There's no room to go around each other. Yeah. It's got to be jump to. You got to literally lay on the wall, like to get somebody past you. It's about thirty inches wide. It's a tight room. I will sit, but not happily. Begrudgingly placing your ass on a cushion. Yes. Thank you. So everyone is now sitting. He says, "I'm sorry for the situations that happened aboard the Caron." I, uh, initial reports are telling me that one of my men became a little overzealous. Uh, I will tell you that although the situation has been misfortunate, it is not my intention to torpedo the ship and we will allow it to go on its way. We have only done some minor things to slow her down so that there will not be an incident while we are in Patagonia with them arriving. Uh, they should be able to repair whatever we, what we did to the engines within about 36 hours. But we are not going to do any more damage, I assure you. It is not my goal to sink a ship. It's not why I came here. I came here for the four of you. So why do you need us? Hmm. In the past, we haven't really had the nicest relationship, yeah, I for, think you forgive would say. Me. Yeah, forgive me if I'm not touched. So while I appreciate a more direct way to Patagonia, we're just a little confused. Well, as you should be. You've been working on both sides of the issue at times. For one group and another, trying to figure out the best way to navigate through this whole situation. It is not my father. Shall we call him that? The, the real my father? I think that's probably the best way. Uh, it is not are my you father's talking in... about hmm? the original Mueller? Mm, yes. Okay. It is not his... It was never his wish 
to unleash this level of cosmic power into the world, especially as part of a war machine, a concerted effort against other mankind, others of mankind. Now, let's be honest. We are not pleased with the way things went after World War I, and as a soldier, my father is very, well, let us say, proud and believes in the superiority of the German people. That is true. But that does not mean he believes in the destruction of mankind. So when he realized how serious the situation had gotten when Professor Schooley released the Athaqua, he knew that you were getting closer and closer with every step. Things have happened. Others that were born from him, from created from him, have had some various flaws. Some a little bit more aggressive, some a little bit more psychotic. And aggressive being just a minor outlay of that. Fortunately, I appear to be one of the more steady of the creations. So that is why I was sent here to speak with the four of you. You're on the final stage as far as we can estimate. We believe you have everything else that you need, with the exception perhaps of the flag. But I wouldn't doubt that you've found a way to get one. So what does that leave us? Your clue says that you need a tongue that has kissed or tasted death, yeah? Well, that would put you where I think we've come to the same conclusion. One of the old giants of Patagonia, who were involved in helping make and create the Inca mummies, the lost princesses. Yes, this is what we thought it was. Now, we are hoping that by taking you with us and securing this item together, that you will, the four of you, see that we are actually working on the same thing. Papa would prefer to trap Shakotl and not release it onto this planet. There is nothing he could do to control it. He knows this. He's not stupid. We're on essentially the same side. Perhaps I could ask you a question. Of course. If we're on the same side... Why did you torture Faye in the graveyard? Why send the werewolves after us? Why threaten well, my fucking family? Why threaten her family? That wasn't exactly me. That was an operative. Um, things, as I say, have been done sometimes in the name of... Why kill Furthering Aveline? a cause. Ah, uh, that was the re- retribution of a, one of the more violent homunculi. As we are... Uh, magically referred to. <clears throat> that was the reprisals for the killing in Berlin. I'm not going to say that this has always been an easy thing. We didn't know of the problems with some of the others until they actually manifested. By then, they were either on your trail or it was too late. So uh, how many exactly are left at this point? Well, more than one. Great, that narrows it down. Isn't That's so many numbers that it could be. I think it's also that you understand me not giving you an exact number. That would be probably unwise of me. At least until we know that we are all agreed to be working together and trying to bury the hatchet, as they say, is a euphemism of the English, yes? 
How can we yeah. trust the maker of the man who cannot control his children? Uh, Miss Walcott, I believe you, and I believe that you would have probably the hardest time with this. But if you look back on some of the memories of your companions and you think back to the things, Ella... Aveline Hammond was warned. She was told, uh, Scully was told there would be mistakes. That eventually someone would try to use it to save others. And it would ultimately re- would end up causing a major problem. Possibly the end of the world. Now, what did John Scully do the second he had a chance to use that power? He unleashed it. So John was definitely an issue. We knew this. Mueller has been, uh, we've been trying to stop it as much as you in our own way. Unfortunately, you've been incredibly successful. I can't say that it's, it hasn't surprised us ultimately, but there are times that we've raised our eyebrows and wondered, how do we, what do we do? They keep getting to, they keep getting these items. They keep collecting them. And I'm not sure that's a ritual at the end that we all shouldn't be there to make sure it goes off without a hitch. That's why we've come here looking for you. We have absolute. We have absolutely no guarantee that we we are four individuals. True. You have four now, unique individuals. Yes, every human being is a unique and no. I mean, you are special. Yes, no one more so because of your werewolves. So thank you for that. Those I, I do not know what werewolves you mean. They werewolves. Do you mean the zombies? Uh, technically ghouls, um, part of a program. Now, see, that is something that my father has approved of. This is, a, this is what I'm saying. It's not that we are not willing to bend the rules, but it's the cataclysmic destruction of Earth. Where I, little... wh- where I was going with this. All we have is the word of a not-human being clone meat puppet of a man who has tried time and again to stop mm. us, kill us, threaten us. Stop us is true. That is true. He has and, tried. And, and we are four very unique and special individuals. Yes. But Sarcasm doesn't, doesn't grace your face properly, Miss Ross. The only thing that graces my face is a scowl. True. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is you're an organization... With a submarine, magic, and and zombies, how mm-hmm. are we supposed to take you at your word? That yes, we want we should all be together at the end. We all want the same things. How are we supposed to believe you? Do do you believe that Shakotal will has the power to destroy or at least enslave this planet? Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's pause for a moment. Do you believe that my father is incredibly dedicated to the cause of the germination? Would you believe that? Unfortunately, yes. Also, yes. Uh, so if Shakotal is going to enslave and has the potential to destroy or enslave all of humanity, how does that actually help the germination and its people? It doesn't. I'm not going to say that there has not been things that your Section M has found out about us or tried to interfere with and has interfered with that has not been, let us say, of an occult nature to benefit the German people. But 
destruction of the planet is not one of them. That's that's who does such a thing? A madman? Would you call my father a madman? No. Same, calculating, cold. Yeah. Mad? No. That is not something I think you would describe him as. And unless that you have a different definition than I do. So if we were on the same side all this time, why not simply reach out? We've tried. Why why all the cloak and dagger? Why the threats? Why the attempted murders? And why, why the, the grenades? Wait, hold on. Did you say that you tried? We, Miss Dawson, we have tried to get you to stop several times. And again, I, I, I wish I could, I wish I could take back some of the decisions that were made by my predecessors, that were. All of us are not awake at the same time. We were awoken as needed, and a few of them were flawed. The earliest ones, especially, I can, I can assure you, the first one awoken was, not good. But that one was shot. So, you know, we've... You have done great damage. You have stolen property from the German people. I mean, this is not a one-sided street. You've, you've done... You've held your own. You've left a trail of bodies that is quite impressive. You want to stop us from setting Shakotl back? No, we want to help you. We want to but you there. just said you wanted to stop us from getting the items, which our main we mission has been the entire time to get the items to banish oh. him from this area. Well, so Miss Walcott, that you're is, speaking wish... double on you're speaking in doubles. No, I'm speaking perfectly clear. You are four people, five people for a very long time, who did not fully understand what they were getting themselves into, and you were tr- you were stumbling around in the dark finding the pieces. You didn't have all the, the parts in place. Well, I'm not sure you do now. But I know you've been incredibly effective at getting them all. So, at some point, you have to look at an enemy and say, well, what's done is done. We now either work together, we, bury, we, we move on, or, well, people are going to die by the millions. Billions, perhaps. So where's your show of good faith? I don't well, think throwing a grenade at me was a good faith. Again? Shooting innocent passengers? Well, they will be dealt with accordingly. We are not... You gun- Your men gunned them down in their cabins when they held up their hands in surrender. You think that's honorable? Of course not. This is not the way we would have liked to have seen it happen. Of course. There is a lot... Well, to say that there are frightened people or people who are overzealous, I think you can understand that. Shooting two men coming out of a black car that has just been following you and killing them in an alleyway. They haven't done anything. They didn't draw weapons. They were simply just in the car. But left for dead with shotgun wounds and pistol wounds to the head. It's panic reactions. It's bad decisions. It happens. And I'm terribly sorry for it. But I can only do so much. I am here to bring you to Patagonia and hopefully convince you that the last piece, this unique piece, that we sh- don't fight to get it, we don't race to get it, we pick it together, make our way to Cairo, and stop Shokotl and not let it come through. One of our companions is missing here, and I'm curious as to why he's not at this table and how he got onto your boat, because I'm sure that he's here. Um, I'm sorry? Danforth. I thought Mr. G- who? Danforth, who was on the boat with us, but is not here any longer. 
Albert Danforth? Yes. Very attractive, roughly six foot. No. He, we are not four. Foot. We are five. So the fact that you are saying we are four means that our fifth perhaps is not our fifth. Well, uh, my instructions and the instructions that I gave the men as they made their way onto the lifeboat to begin the ruse was to collect the four of you. I, I hold up just a moment. I, he goes through some papers and he, from my father, yeah, it only has your four names on it. I'll I knew take nothing it of and his... I think I have the highest German. Yes, you're like a 30 or 40, right? Yeah. Do, uh, do I need to roll to read it? No, it's, it's you can if you if you're reading something like that at out of forty, you're conversational enough where you can read. Okay, I'm actually unless a it's like high literature. I'm I'm actually twenty five in German. Yeah, you're fine. Okay, you can parse through it. You it's not that long. Well. Yeah. Uh, Ella's I... Ella just skims through it and she does find the four names. Yeah, probably because it's a military order, so they're gonna have like. Blah, 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 Dan- blah, blah. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Danforth is not mentioned on this document. No, I'm not aware of, the, of who a Danforth is. Well, I uh, guess this means that Danforth just hid, and he hid really well. Hid? Oh, on the boat. Yeah, on the boat. I mean, it's... Think about it, guys. If we were somewhere... I mean, we tried to hide. So you're saying he's not on this boat? It's the only people that were secured from a car on are the four of you. And I am more than willing to show you, right here, right now, all of the torpedoes of this boat. We, we carry 12. It is standard knowledge. We can't fit anymore. You'll see that. And they are all accounted for. We have done nothing to the car on. They did not know about him. She's addressing her group, not yeah. the thing. Right. Mm. Not that thing. Okay, so hypothetically, if we did decide to bury the hatchet, as you like to call it, Uh, we go to Patagonia. A truce. We go with you. What's your plan? Ah. May I unfurl the map? Go for it. We are here. In three days, we will enter this large canyon area here that actually stretches under the western shores of Patagonia, under Chile. And believe it or not, according to the Vril, there is a passageway that we can use. It'll take almost 20 hours submerged in a canyon underneath the shelf, the, the, the continental shelf, in this gorge. We will ride it with the help of, I'm sure, the young boy you saw on the table, Johan, um, we will ride it to the very end, and we will come out not far from the lake where we believe these creatures, well, this last creature, makes its home. We will, co- we will secure it together, make our way back, and get to the airbase and fly you to Cairo. Yes, Ella? Um, she kind of waves her hand for a second like, Politely but begrudgingly asking to interrupt. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, I'm sorry, Miss Walcott, yes? You've mentioned the Vril twice now. Yes. What are they? The Vril are another thing that Madame Blavatsky 
spoke of, um, but only in the more darker manuscripts that she was able to produce in her lifetime. Um, they are people who my father have been in contact with only psychically, only through the acts of mediums. And the Vril have led us to some of the items that we were able to secure while you were going after others we had no idea even worked. Um, hence why we weren't on your, on your trails the entire time. The book, for instance. That we had a totally different way of going about it. Some of these items are interchangeable. Some are fairly unique. But Zavril are a race of beings of pure energy who live because of their demands and needs for certain type of chemicals in, around them. And uh, it's hard to explain, but they live inside the planet. They live deeper. Um, almost at the center of the earth, if your Jules Verne is to be believed. And the Vril have been here for a very, very long time. They understand the ley lines. And that brings us to why we're asking for your help. Why we don't just go collect as a giant for ourselves. Because it seems that even to this point, we do not have anyone that we have been able to train who has successfully been able to control the ley lines enough, let alone to activate them. And you and Miss Dawson seem to be able to do that. We believe, Miss Walcott, because of your special training and gifts that you've had throughout the years in the different cults and various places you've used your powers, and Miss Dawson because of how she was born, her birthright, from her father and her mother. You were not destroyed by the energy of the ley lines. All of our witches that have tried have gone insane. So we need you for the final step. I would like to say that we could have done it without you and left you out of this entire mess or found one other way, but we have tried almost over 30 tests and none of them have been able to hold the energy long enough that we believe to enact the entire ritual to stop the Black Prince from summoning Shakoto, from actually performing what he thinks, what he needs to perform. No, we have to bend the will. We have to turn the energy against him. And that's where you two come in. Now, I could let you go and try to get the giant. Hopefully you do the test, the, this ritual successfully on your own. But do you really have all the steps? We have the steps. We know the procedures. We have the book. The book. Yeah, the final book. The book that Blavatsky wrote. The one that she actually takes her prophecy and denotes what needs to be done in the ritual. Why is these six items? Collect them. What's to do with them? Where in front is where outside the pyramid must be set up? What alignment of the stars, which is coming soon and rapidly? <clears throat> it's all coming to pass, but we don't have anyone that can do this properly. I wish we did. But that is why I am here, Miss Walcott. I'm not here... I, I would have tried to simply invite you to tea and explain, but that was not going to happen. I can understand so. So, we brought you aboard. Now, I wish I could also tell you that if you say no, that I would be more than welcome to let just release you. But considering you're on the trail of this giant, you might try to take it out from under us. That wouldn't be advisable. So I will say that you are my guests. You are more than welcome to join me on this journey. And when we collect the giant... We will take you with us. Like I said, we need you. But 
until then, we are unfortunate bedfellows. Well, teammates, lack of choices are very apparent. This is very true for, for the time being. But the upside is, hopefully, with our help and our knowledge, Miss Ross, your chances of surviving the final ritual are much greater. It doesn't look like anyone has to perish because of this. If it's done properly. Well, it looks like for now, at least, we are unlikely allies. Yes. So we should Essen. Yeah? Some Something to eat? Perhaps. Why not? We don't have anything else to do besides sleep, so... Not for the next few days. It, it, time will go quickly. Um, we will... We can discuss whatever you need to discuss. Miss Walcott, I know that you're probably itching to get your hands on some things and read them. You're more than welcome to do so if, within reason, just not on the bridge, please. I'd prefer not to have Johan interfered with. He's incredibly vital for the mission. Yeah, um, about that. Uh, yes, Miss Ross, I, under I know what you're going to say. What it's am I going to say? It's disturbing and inhumane. You're not German, Miss Ross. Less colorful. Miss Ross, I don't. I, I, I know that you have a very strong sense of personal freedoms. We've seen this. Um, when we, we've had discussions about it, we've had you psychoanalyzed by our professionals as to why you act and do some of the things that you've done that we've witnessed. We understand you have a strong, strong sense of personal freedom. You are a Brit. I, I can, I can understand. What you can't understand is that that young boy has a gift. A gift that if we use it now, as rudimentary and crude as it appears to be, and it is, to do what we need him to do is a, crude, is a cruel and crude thing to tie someone's cerebral cortex into a machine. But it is the only way to navigate through this, we have no maps, Miss Ross. Do you understand how a submarine works? There's no windows. Without maps and timing, how fast we are moving to point A to point B, we cannot judge and navigate when to turn. In order to get there before the alignment, we must make haste. Time, time is running out. So what do we do? As Germans, we crunch down that humanity for a moment because... At the end, more people will be saved by one person being put on that table. We have the potential to save billions of people. And while that is a terrible choice to make, my father will make those choices. And he has. The Vril told us how to build the contraption. They gave him the specifics, the specifications. We did it. It's working. What happens to him after, you know, you've navigated your... Once you've threaded the fucking needle, what happens to Johan? I don't foresee a great future for Johan. But I do see one for everyone else. I wish... I, I could lie to you, Miss Ross, but there'd be no point in it. 
you have an eye for detail. You know how to save your friends when they're terribly wounded. That we, the accounts are, are obvious and there. I mean, Miss Dawson, from what we've heard from radio communications when we've listened in, has been patched up more times than most World War II, World One heroes. So obviously you know what you're talking about and you've seen what's already happened. I, I wish I could say there is a bright day on his horizon. But if he gets us there, he was a hero. He served his purpose. Germans aren't about the individual. They're about the collective. Forgive me, I cannot stomach food right now. She's looking pale, like maybe sweating a little bit, and every creak of the metal as they submerge deeper is making her twitch. Mm -hmm. So she looks to Herr Mueller. Where am I supposed... What cell are we supposed to sleep in? No cell, Miss Walcott. You're not armed. Uh, Anything you do down here would be to do it to yourself. So I'm not worried about you doing terrible things to the submarine. It would only take us all with you. It's a very delicate machine. Uh, there are bunks down. You can't miss it. Straight down towards the aft, you'll find bunks, and we've made some available for you and your friends. If you are ill, uh, I can have an herbal tea made for you. Would you like something on your stomach? No, I just want to leave. Of course. You get up and you walk away. He looks at the rest of you. Says it's going to be very difficult for her, I know. I can't imagine that she feels that she's in a safe space right now. I'm not sure any of us are. Um, it's a submarine. Without if it didn't have you people in it, it would still not be a safe place. So nothing about this situation is ideal. Um forgive us if we're not chipper. I don't expect you to be. I don't think I can S in either. I'm going... She gets up and follows Ella. Okay. I'll stay. The food's brought for the two of you. What's the, it's bread. It's... Yeah, it's... It's more than edible. Pretty decent fare, considering it's a submarine. <laughs> Jack is very practical. Jack knows that he needs to eat. He needs to get stronger to get better. Yep. And so Jack eats. That's why yep. Jack didn't drink, because drinking is not going to help him get better. Right. Makes sense. That's a smart move, character-wise. I like that. I understand yeah. Ella going to her bunk. I mean, Ella needs to be able to... The bunks are, you know, one on top of another tight, but you can... you can. It's not triple high. It's only doubles. So, you're okay, and they gave you... A... Ella, I think probably a bottom. Better than a top? I don't know. What do you think? Uh... Probably a bottom so that she can just get on the floor fast, but... Well, bottom probably has more space. From what I've seen of U-boats, the top when you're laying in it, you got like six inches. The bottom's like almost a foot. Okay, yeah. then, yeah, like the bottom and she's just going to curl up into a ball and like start threading her fingers through her hair and then like trying to hum a song to herself that's supposed to calm her down. But she's like, it's almost like she's catatonic. Okay. All right. Other men are going by. They they stop you. One one young officer, one young soldier, one young and my Is my head lax still bleeding? No. No, no, no. All right, well, I haven't had that cleaned up, so the entire back of my head probably looks like a murder site. <laughs> okay, so then, yeah, so we'll say, that, we'll say that somebody comes by and patches that up as you're lying there. 
I mean, if Catherine followed me, then she can do it. Oh, yeah, Catherine can do it. Right. All right. So, yeah, Catherine, you get her cleaned up. And then about 45 minutes later, Catherine, you know, you're you're on the top or sitting on the edge of Ella's bed, whatever you decide you want to do. And a young soldier, about 20, uh, in the what Joel, Navy was Kriegsmarine, right? Kriegs, I believe how you Kriegsmarine. Kriegsmarine. Yeah, Kriegs. Kriegsmarine. So he's, he's wearing the uniform of a, of a sailor, right? And he's like about 20 years old. Blondish red hair, blue eyes. Comes over and he sees you and he looks at you, Miss Ross, and he says, Yeah, for, for your friend? And he hand, tries to hand you a blanket. She looks cold. I, there's a vent. I turn, turn down. Uh, thank you. Yeah, of course. If it gets too hot, the fan, well, just flip the switch and the fan will. It gets stale sometimes. But, and he thank you. walks back. He climbs into a bunk across the, you will the be 30 the last, inches. You will be the last to die. <laughs> you will be the one I kill last, huh, Sully? Um, <laughs> or better yet, you will be the one to tell the story of how ah, the rest of yes. your friends died. <laughs> um, wow. Um, Catherine um, flops the blanket onto <laughs> Ella. <laughs> like, it's not like a gentle... It, it's half gentle tuck, half flop. Here's the blanket. Um, and... She... Ella's entire body is shaking. Catherine puts her arm on Ella, gentle pressure, not like trying to hold her down, but like, I'm here. Right. And starts humming the the World War One uh one of the songs from the trenches, Mademoiselle from Armentier. It's it's the only song that she can think of in the moment. Okay. And she's humming it because Ella was trying to hum. And it's like, I'll hum for you. <laughs> like, trying mm-hmm. to keep her... I don't know what I'm doing. Here's a little ditty I know best. about a prostitute. <laughs> doesn't Ella that make doesn't you feel better? That. <laughs> yeah. I think this is the most bedside manner we've seen out of Catherine. I mean, she's humming, she's singing. If Faye is in a bunk nearby, she sticks her head out, and in her head she's thinking, what the hell? Well, Let you're me... having meal with the enemy, all right? This is this is our Remember, you already called her a coward. I left in, by the way, for listeners, I hope you all appreciate it. I left in the entire rant at the end of the last episode. Don't ever ask me for anything ever again. You're dead to me. It's August 4th, and you are dead to me. I left Who that said whole... that? Mail oh to me. I got... Um, a little spirited wow. uh, the last time that we played. I'm because, so excited to hear that. Um, Ella didn't appreciate the sacrifice that I made for her. Um, I believe Ella said went like this. <laughs> Mel's like, well, did the best we could. She goes, what are you talking about? You surrendered. You didn't even try to fight. You're dead to me. You're done. <laughs> that is so <laughs> Mel. <laughs> Because I surrendered to keep her alive. I was like, okay, great. This will give her a chance to escape, meet up with you guys maybe, and either free me or... No. No. I'm getting pissed all over again. Continue with the scene. (laughs) Back to you, kid. Back to you, Raz. Um, So... Ella, are you comforted by my efforts? So Catherine decides the that she's going to... shaking is subsiding yeah. from Mademoiselle from Armentiers. She does not know what the song is. She just feels the connection. So Catherine decides she's going to also read to you. So she sits there and goes, esophageal tumors and, their f- and how to fix them. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, esophageal. 
Esophage- esophageal tumors. That's actually <laughs> and where to find resect them. on a transverse line across the yeah. Kevin's, <laughs> and, and other even so like the sailors are going by like hmm? <laughs> I'm reading to her. Okay, whatever. On uh, my first day of medical school, <laughs> I, Catherine Ulysses Ross. Um, <laughs> what is her middle name? You tell me. Is it Faye? Isn't it Elizabeth? Don't we have it's- the same? It's Elizabeth because you and I both okay. picked the same last okay. middle name. Gotcha. So sitting at the <laughs> sitting at the table, um, he is a perfect gentleman, but you can see that the sailors on board are absolutely respectful. Like he's an Obergruppenführer. He, they don't understand. They're not. You're not even sure they know he's a homunculi, right? Like they're not. That doesn't mean they're not thinking that way. What he is is he's a very powerful member of the SS who's on their boat. They don't, you know, like, what the hell? These are just regular sailors. These aren't all... Not every sailor, again, was a Nazi. You know, some of them were just sailors. They were just oh, in the yeah. German military. In fact, yeah. the the, the, uh, the Navy and the was Air Force... was pretty radical they against both, it. They saw themselves as Wehrmacht, not as yeah, Nazis. They, yeah, they saw themselves absolutely that way. They were military, um, professional military men. Yeah. So these guys are... They're, they're looking at him like even he's like... That ogre thing that people talk about, like he's that is that what he means? Like just because he's a bad guy, or so they even look at him a little sus, like that he's you know dangerous. But the, of all of the ones you've ever talked to, this one has is very rational, very calm, not trying to threaten anybody. He's just be, he's laying it all out there as honestly as possible. So whatever. It's a nice change of pace. <laughs> huh. I mean, we'll see how long this lasts, but uh... right. All right, so any other questions for him at, during dinner? Anything you want to try to firm up, get out of the way, trip him up on in case his story's bullshit? Remember, you can use psychology roles um, when you feel that you may be onto something that's not right. Uh, if you're decent at psychology, you might be able to get a read on him. I, I think your better person at that was Catherine, but... I also have a pretty... At this point, you guys are so high in skills. Mine's, it's only 25. Okay. Mine's, um, mine's a... Oh my god, hold on. I'm trying to read my... Mine's a 60. That's high. So... Yeah, so if there's any other questions about Mullen Beebe, about Crowley, about whatever, you might be able to get answers here. Because he seems to be pretty forthcoming. I am curious about Crowley, but I'm trying to think about how I would phrase it. Um, Because from from our understanding, he hates Crowley, right? You ask him that? Well, no, it's, I thought that that was established, like, in the past, that Mueller is against Crowley. So, the Poltergeist team knows this very well. Um, I'm not sure if that's been mentioned. You got, I, I, maybe. Uh, oh, you know who might have said it? Pessoa might have said it. I think maybe. that's a, yeah. So, because, um, go ahead and make an, intel, go ahead and make a, um, education roll. Intel. I can see that. Okay, hold on. I'm rolling a D100 on my phone because... All right, education. Okay, I just made it at a 59. My education is a 60. So you you do remember something about there being tension between Crowley and the either the Fool Society or Mueller. You think you remember it being about Mueller. All right, then I will broach the subject. Um just as casually as possible i just look up from my dinner 
look up at Mueller and I go, any news on Crowley? <laughs> well, it's a great beast, as he likes to refer to himself. Yeah, there's much information about him. The only reason that we have not taken him off the board for this operation to remove him from play is because my father feels fears that he may be the only leyline master left besides the two of you to complete the ritual. But he would be loath to do it that way because Crowley is a man of his own absolute ambition and he doesn't trust him. So he would much rather work with the two of you. At least he knows you're trying to do the right thing. Now that he's seen it, he's taken time to understand it. He thought, like I said, children stumbling through the dark. But as you've become more and more successful and gathered more and more pieces, it was evident that you were fated to be here. If that doesn't work, we will have to get Crowley's involvement. And that, we fear, might be a really, as you can imagine, terrible thing. That gives Faye another reason to partner up with them because she doesn't want Crowley anywhere near this. Of course. So, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it's... This we might not, need to yeah. stick it out. This is not an easy pill to swallow. I can understand. We have done... It has been a brutal battle to get to this point. But we are at the end. And the end doesn't look good for either side. Herr Mueller, I have a very interesting question. Perhaps you can clarify for me. You say that you're concerned about the end of the world and these creatures are going to kill everyone and everything and that you're looking to protect the entire world, but as I'm sure you would admit readily, Germans are really only concerned about themselves and the Nazis specifically about the Aryan race at all costs. So why is it that you're seeking to stop this rather than control it and use it to your own means to make the the blossoming Third Reich, the Reich to end all Reichs yes, and put the rest um, of us in our place? Mr. Cavendish, you're not wrong. Um, we believe in the eugenics of uh, Darwinism. Uh, strongest and the fittest survive. Yeah, of course. This is staples of our movement and of our ideology. But there are also things that cannot be controlled. It took all of our power to stop a small, fractional creature like an Athakwa from devastating Berlin. And it killed a third of our members that were in residence just to keep it contained. It was at that very moment that we knew there'd be no way that we could ever make this work. <clears throat> so before John Schooley released Athakwa on top of that mountain, at, before that moment, you were all hands over feet to use it. <clears throat> My father had preached caution, but the society and his superiors were adamant that they wanted to see exactly what it was, and they believed that, in their vanity, that it could be controlled. But that woke them. And yes, there was a great realignment at that point. As I'm sure you can imagine, having it come through the walls and start killing every people in its path was 
terrifying. I saw what it did on the mountain and yeah. I just have a hard time believing that your fear wouldn't believe there was some way with his amazing presence and, and strength of personality that he could control such a thing. He does not seem to be one that yields. I don't doubt that you're right, sir. But at the end of the day, my father is the final say as the occult master in this project. And while the Fuhrer may demand him to do one thing, if without the proper knowledge of Zizmagus, the ogre will not bend. He is committed to not see this thing summoned. Well, then we truly are on the same side, it would appear. I hope that you see it that way. At least until, let us prove it by getting you there safely and collecting what we need to collect, make our way to Cairo. You'll be present. We'll be there with the book. Miss Ross, I mean, Miss Dawson and Miss Walcott can enact the ley lines properly opens the channels, and we can reseal seal the passage. AWAS, will, the door is opening. We know this. Now it is time that we slam it shut and rebind it with, new ritual, with ritual being redone properly. Why did they go looking for the lost pharaoh to begin with? We didn't. Someone stumbled on it. was not anyone's intention to, to find the Black Prince. It was digging and, unfortunately, a cosmic oops, an Italian, big man, his name escapes me, Bugatti, Beretti, something of that nature. Giovanni, Giovanni Battista Belzoni. Belzoni, that's Belzoni. right, Belzoni. Yeah. Thank you, Kayla, well done. I was trying to get him to as much as I could to talk about himself or to talk about, because I don't believe that they want to stop it. I don't, I, I just find it very hard to believe that the Nazis wouldn't be like, no, we can use this because they literally believe they're above everybody else. hundred percent, hundred percent. I get it. You don't have to buy into this, but right now it looks like a truce. Right. It, or like I said, it's, what is it? Uh, allies until we're not. Yeah. And that may happen. I mean, we're, you guys may have to on a the, boat. So, I mean, uh, right. Yeah. Fighting somebody on a very small boat seems almost pointless. When there's 30 of them? No. Plus I get to no. bide my time and get healthy again. So. Exactly. So, all right. Well, that's where we're going to leave this one for tonight. No big cliffhanger, except the fact that Mueller's sitting there at the table having Essen with Faye and, and uh, Jack Cavendish. And I think even more bizarre than that, Catherine is comforting Ella. So we are looking at two historic events as we start to close down and count down that is Cairo. very true. That that is, right? I mean, if you had really said to wrong. me, something is wrong in the verse. If you had said to me at the beginning of the week before we recorded, what do you have a better chance? Dinner with Mueller or Catherine being humane to Ella and reading to her while she's having the, tre the tremors? I would have been like, Mueller. At the very moment, she says, there, there, the moon cracks in the sky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But from all of us here at Cthulhu and Cairo, stay tuned. It's about to get... Even more crazy as we can come to the conclusions and we get into Patagonia and we get this last piece and make our way to Cairo to close this whole thing out. We love you guys. You've been here with us for three years. St stick around just a couple more. We're going to make this really exciting for you and we'll catch you all in about a week. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, players. Good night, good night. Keeper.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.